2: I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
3: Hey, Money Movers. Welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. You may have seen her fun and informative tips on the Bank Union's social media page where she is answering all of your financial questions. Money Movers, please welcome Cyrenice Pierce. Cyrenice, it's so good to have you. Thank
4: you so much for having me.
3: Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to our podcast. Money Moves is so excited to have you. And we've been following you, many of us, from our social media page on Bank Greenwood, where you are constantly delivering some fun and informative um, financial tips and literacy um, messages. So we appreciate you so much. Thank you. So, it, you know, it's funny when I look at this because I love that we have two powerful, smart, intelligent women really educating the Money Moves um, community. So we appreciate that all you do. But I want to start off by learning a little bit more about you and how you um, developed your blog poise and how you got to be where you are.
4: We're going to have to pull back to go back into my story to really get into the nitty gritty. And my story realistically started during the 08 recession. You know, we always tend to hear people say that personal finances should be something that should be taught at home. Well, I was learning about personal finances while I was losing my home. My dad was in real estate. Um, They were immigrants from the Dominican Republic, and they worked extremely hard to get the wealth that they actually were able to build up and to see everything kind of been taken away from them slowly. The house, the cars, my family's marriage. It really brought a lot of insight to me of how important financial education is Mm -hmm. and learning how to not just work hard, but how to work smart with our money. Because Working hard could only take us so far. You have to be strategic. You have to know what tools are in your side so you can propel forward and actually maintain the assets because it's one thing to buy a house. Anyone can finance a house, but maintaining it and keeping it, that's absolutely. difficult.
3: Yes, absolutely. Maintaining and it's, it, it's the same it, thing with the
4: marriage. It's like, in. exactly. It's like with the marriage, everyone kind of glorifies getting married, but it's staying married. That's the hard part. Oh my
3: gosh. Absolutely. And I think these are conversations that, you know, oftentimes like girlfriends have, but you know, what I think is really important is for us to have them within our family structure. So like when you think about your parents and the stuff that they pass on for sure, like so much about Dominican culture, the food, the this, but how do we build and keep our wealth? How do we keep our marriages intact? Like these are conversations that we should have like inside our homes and inside our families as well and pass them on to our kids.
4: Exactly. And I honestly, I didn't get this wake up moment until we finally lost our home. Oh. And I remember my mom telling me that the sheriffs kicked her out and she was oh. in her pajamas and she was crying, you know, and she was like, it's so embarrassing. He told her if she went back into the house, he would arrest her. Oh. So my sister and I, we felt like literal criminals going back into the house later that night because we had nothing. We didn't have our homework, our schoolwork, our uniforms for work. We didn't even have a toothbrush. It was like, Being kicked out into the streets with nothing. And when I was leaving my home, I realized that I needed to turn my fear into power. And I was so financially fearful of everything, you know, being afraid of sheriffs, being afraid of, you know, the car is going to get repossessed. And that same week, I actually changed my major. I was in a pharmacy major in college. And I realized I was not passionate about that at all. I was just in it for all of the wrong reasons. And I switched my major into finance and my university that I transferred to actually started to had a new program called financial planning. And I felt like that was the aha moment for me. I'm for like, sure. oh, my goodness, there's tools. Yeah. There's hope. We don't have to live in fear. We can be, you know, powerful and know how to take these tools and learn how to modify them to help us maintain our wealth and actually build our build son, a foundation that can last, that we can pass on, yeah. like budgeting, paying off debt, investing. And it just made me feel like, wow, this is so empower- powerful. But the only downfall that I realized was once I got into the industry, I worked at Merrill Lynch, MetLife and Ameriprise. There was no one that looked like us walking into those doors to get financial help. There was no minorities, no women. A lot of young people were not coming in. And it was like, these are the people who need this information the most.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, like this is what we're trying to do with with Bank Greenwood and Money Moves and your platform as well. We just need to like be like these pied pipers, like spreading the word from the rooftops over and over and over again, because, you know, this is something that I think within our families and our communities in particular, like we don't talk about. It's honestly one of those things where I feel like it's like, don't talk about money. Don't ask how much they make. Don't ask what happened to their house and just, you know, but especially as you know, I'm a first generation, I'm the, you know, I'm a first-generation immigrant child too, so like a lot of it is you just have to come here and hustle and make it happen, and so now it's like we're this next generation who has so many more tools at our disposal, and I think that we just need to make sure we educate so many people. So with that said, um, I want to talk about Poised and your blog. So tell me when you launched that and sort of the goals.
4: I launched it when I was in working in the industry still. I was I was not in the industry. I was transitioning out of the industry. I wanted to start a family. I wanted to start my own business, my husband wanted to start his own business, and we started our debt-free journey and we wanted to get married debt free we wanted we had so many goals and ambitions that we wanted to do we wanted our marriages to be started off on the right foot you know my parents were affected by the 08 recession his family were affected by the 08 recession even though he's from Alabama and i'm from California both of our families were highly impacted yep. so we wanted to start our marriage on the right foot so I started creating content like little tweets and you know quotes that really motivated me during my debt free journey and I realized you know there is a really a big gap right now in the financial literacy in our community and everyone wants to get get rich quick schemes and fix quick fixes and I'm like you guys this takes time yes. and I realized that when I was working in the industry I would see people's portfolios of million dollar portfolios and I'm like wow I can't wait to get there and I was feeling kind of the pressure of getting my finances correct now so that I can eventually enjoy that benefit. But I can't enjoy it now. It takes time. It takes time. So I started putting out financial education about budgeting. I shared about, you know, setting up an emergency fund. And it's interesting because you talk about all these things, right? You learn it and it sounds good. All right. That sounds nice. But is it really practical? And I didn't realize how realistic all this information was and how much it impacted my life until i started hitting hard difficult times in my life yeah and that happened during my second pregnancy i found out that my son was born with a heart defect he has tetralogy of flat flow oh. so he was going to need open heart surgery either right after birth or six to 12 months later and you know as a mom when you're pregnant you are just drowning in emotions of you course. can't even look looking at a budget come on now that's the yeah. last thing that i want to do i don't want to look at budgets bills i don't care what's going on in the media or on the news it's
3: all about your, your con- child and health your like life health is available.
4: cheap oh. yes And that's the stuff that really matters in life is your children, your family, your connections, your health, your, you know, your mental health, your physical health. And I know that I realize a lot of people put that to the side because all they want to focus on is financial health. Yeah. And, you know, when I was in the hospital, I met a lot of other families that they were sleeping out of their car. They were taking donated food from the Ronald McDonald's house. They were leaving the surgery to go do Uber so they can get money because they lost their job. And
3: this is the, the reality of so many people in this country. You know, you talk about your family and how just everything changed and pivoted. And you're like, we were locked out of our house. We're essentially homeless. Or just how many people are taking second and third jobs to make ends meet. And so, you know, really being able to deliver tangible tips to people on how to save today, how to plan for tomorrow, you know, put off that extra trip maybe that you want to take because you're stressed out for a rainy day fund. Um, I think it's just so important that people understand the importance of these. Exactly.
4: And I, one thing I started realizing when we got home, I, I told my husband, I was like, this was the first time in my life that we were hit with so many emergencies from deaths in the family. My health was being impacted. Our son having go- to go through surgery all within a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, we didn't think about money. Not once. Wow. You had to go to a funeral. You went. Yeah. We had to go pay for our son's surgery. We paid for it. Yeah. I needed to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor. Yeah and that was monumental to me and i was yeah. like this is the whole point of financial literacy yes. this is the whole point of personal finance is to f- benefit us when yeah. we really need it not for us to be focused on the numbers focus yeah. on the mental peace that we have and the financial confidence that we had to know that we can attack all of these situations with poise yeah. and that's one of the main reasons why i called my company poise because you know they were balancing so much oh, we're balancing that. real life finances and it's about how you approach it yeah. and if you approach it with poise, you're going to feel a lot more confident, a lot more calm, and you know you have resources behind you that are supporting you. And that's when I was able to create the hi fi banking method.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,
3: oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
2: This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
5: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power.
3: Perfect. I was just going to ask you about that. Sirenese. So the high five banking. No, I love that. I was like, oh, but what about the high five banking method? Tell me about that.
4: So it's a simple way to organize your finances with purpose. And again, when I went through these difficult moments, purpose was the one thing that was re- I was really holding on to And it's a simple way of organizing your finances so that it can flow with your budget and your financial mm. goals. It's composed of five bank accounts two checking accounts and three savings accounts. The first checking account is going to be for your bills because, hey, we all have bills. I don't care who you are. We all got bills, things that we need that are mandatory in our lives. We have to prioritize those. The second checking account is going to be for your lifestyle. We all have a lifestyle and it's okay to have one. We all need different ways to de-stress, hobbies, things that just make us happy and just prioritizing that as well in our lives, making sure that, you know, we're not losing ourselves during the whole journey. And then when it goes to the three savings accounts, the first one's going to be for your emergency fund because everyone needs an emergency fund. Even if you're a college student, you're married, single parent, everyone needs to make sure they have a safety net to know that they can get through anything that happens
3: through life. And the emergency fund, okay, go for your next
4: one. (laughs) No, sorry, it's okay. Um, The next one is going to be your long-term goals. You know, in financial planning, people kind of don't realize that when you first get in there, the first thing they're gonna start asking you is, what are what are you go, what are your goals? What are your long term goals? What are your short term goals? Kind of like <laughs> Kevin Hart in that one movie. But you know, you have to really start thinking about what am I trying to achieve in the next Five years. Yeah. Do I want to plan for a wedding? Do I want to buy a house? Do I want to you know, save up to get prepared for a baby? Um, I know we use this for our wedding. We were planning for our wedding by paying off debt and we it was still a priority for us. So we needed to make sure that we were saving for that and paying for that as, t- as time went on. And the last one, last but not least, yeah. is going to be your short-term goals account, which is pretty much like a sinking fund. It's for anything that you want to save for in the next 12 months. This could be like Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, oh. um, holidays, short uh, getaway trips that you want to do, you know, or boring stuff like car registration. I know my car registration is right after Christmas. And I'm like, yep. why? why is this happening to me? <laughs>
3: You're like, this is not a good And
4: you just forget about that, yep. you know. So it's a good foundation to start. Upon, And I know that not everyone is like ready to open up all five bank accounts at the same time, but it's really important to at least have the first three because I believe everyone, even college students, single parents, everyone has these three to need these
3: three accounts so and the other two you can build them upon. And rainy day fund. Yes. So how do I decide how much money should go in my rainy day fund?
4: Realistically, your emergency fund should be equal to your bills. So however much your bills are, that's how much should be in your emergency fund. At least one month minimum. You want to build upon that. I know it's very difficult because in the finance space, you know, they tell you you need three to six months of emergency fund. And for people like us, like that sounds very overwhelming. One thing that I had to do to modify this was that I saved one month of my bills every single year until I got up to three to six months. And it just felt a lot more realistic for me to approach and not feel overwhelmed or feel bad that, you know, gosh, I don't have my emergency fund. So I can't, you know, visit my grandmother who's ill. I can't can't pay off debt. I can't do anything. And you don't want to feel that way. You want to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room so that your finances aren't so concrete. So you can, you know, modify and pivot as life realistically goes on.
3: Wow. I really love that. And you know, information. Thank you so much. Can you remind everyone where they can find you on social media? Of course, you can
4: find me on Instagram, Poise Finance Lifestyle, on YouTube, Poise Finance Lifestyle, and my blog, The Poise Lifestyle. And of course, I am doing segment with Greenwood, Ask Me Anything About Money.
3: All right, money movers, that's all the time we have for today, but make sure to follow Syrenees on all of her social media handles. And thank you for being part of our Ask Me Anything segment. Thanks again. Thank you. Make sure you tune in to Money Moves Monday through Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to the financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.